Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Necessary Evil, where people are sovereign. I say it at the end of every episode, and evidently, I have been speaking to a brick wall. So let me apologize as the adult in the room about the fact that despite hammering this philosophy into your head like a damn two-by-four, you've yet to grasp it. Someone said last week I should stop talking to you all like children. Well, bitch, maybe you should stop acting like a damn child. Okay? Let me explain for you what I mean when I point out your individual sovereignty. It means that you have no connection to ideas, to people, to places, groups, anything that was not created by you or that does not specifically refer to you. So when I critique socialism or Democrats or Republicans or the police or famous celebrities and politicians who have no idea you exist, when I critique these things and you get upset or have the slightest negative emotional effect from these words, okay, You are revealing to everyone the fact that you possess the analytical abilities of a silverback gorilla. Okay, you didn't come up with socialism. You didn't come up with defund the police. You didn't come up with the military industrial complex or the Iraq war or Obamacare or or basically anything of value. Sorry to burst your bubble. But these ideas and these people have nothing to do with your identity as a human being just because you happen to align with them, okay? For example, I see free market capitalism as the most morally benevolent financial system ever devised by man. I think that the freedom to create whatever product or service you desire, the freedom to hire people to work for you at an agreed-upon rate with agreed-upon contractual agreements, the freedom of the customer to decide if your product is of equal or greater value than the dollar figure that you freely decided to assign, Okay, and the freedom of your competition to out innovate you, out market you, out produce you, and inevitably make you perform at your highest level is amazing. Okay, without the government coming in to force my least favorite word, force you to pay people not to work for three months out of the year, all right, or force you to cough up 35% of your profits, or force you to abide by all these ridiculous statutes set by bureaucrats who despise the free market, and who would rather live in a world in which the populace is wholly reliant on our royal overlords and government, eating out of their hands like little rats, okay? The government doesn't create anything. You understand what that means, right? All right, private sector business does create wealth. The iPhone that you're listening to right now, you and Apple both benefit from that exchange, all right? They get more money, and you get a product worth more to you than the $700 or so that you paid for it, Okay, it clearly makes your life better or you wouldn't buy it. Okay, you can call anyone in the world. You can read books. You can watch your favorite shows or your YouTube channels. You can edit your pictures to hide the fact that you spent the last three months of quarantine sucking down chicken quesadillas like you were preparing for a damn famine. I mean, you can literally create your own marketing business on that damn thing. All right, it's incredible. It's worth way more than a thousand bucks. So, so that's how private business creates wealth in a way that is not a zero-sum game. Okay, both sides benefit from those voluntary transactions, all right? But government, government, the bane of my existence, the thorn in my heel, the nagging pest leeching off the public like a freaking tapeworm, okay? They create nothing. They create no wealth. 
The only way they acquire anything is by forcing you at the point of gun and at the threat of imprisonment to hand over your hard-earned money, all right, so that they can disperse it how they see fit. Aristotle once said that a, that a compelled act cannot be virtuous. So if I freely offer to help the downtrodden, which happens all over the world every single day, that is virtuous. But if I simply comply with government mandates, all right, then that does not make me virtuous at all. Okay, And it doesn't make the government virtuous either because they're not giving away anything of their own. It's not their money, it's your money. Okay, This is why Bernie Sanders got so much flack, rightfully so, for paying 12% taxes in, I think it was, I think it was 2012, maybe. It's whenever he released it for when he ran for president, his tax return. He paid 12% in taxes, all right, when he earned over a million dollars. It's amazing. This is a socialist revolutionary right here. 12% he paid while proposing that other millionaires, all right, not me though, because come on, I need this money and I earned it. Okay, but other millionaires should have to pay half of their income every year to the government. Socialism for thee, but no, 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 not for me. Okay, that is part of the reason that I call Bernie Sanders a professional loser. I mean, for crying out loud, why would you want to lead from the front, the cause that you've been promoting for your entire career? Why would you want to lead from the front when you can just contradict everything you've been lecturing the public about? and denigrating actual job creators and people who only became rich because millions of people voluntarily exchanged their money for the product or service that they clearly viewed as a net benefit to their life while suckling at the teat of big government and never holding a job in the private sector in your 77 years of life. <laughs> why, would you want to lead, why would you want to lead by, by example when you can just censure others for doing exactly what you do? It's pathetic. And the reason he paid 12%, by the way, is because he agrees with me, all right? Taxes are not even close to the best way to help the needy. Private charity and lowering taxes so the business owners can hire more people and pay them to produce is clearly a better solution than just mailing people with a, with a pulse, a check that you robbed from somebody else and riding off into the sunset on your horse like a hero, okay? But you know why they do that? Because any man who robs Peter to pay Paul can always count on Paul's support. Remember that. It's not a gift. It's a trade. So I see a mountain of evidence to support the notion that free market capitalism has catapulted several billion people out of abject poverty over the last hundred years. And it's made luxuries like the iPhone, the microwave, air conditioning, clean water. So commonplace that we simply expect the poorest, strata, the poorest strata of our society to possess at least that. I mean, how incredible is that? Our poorest 10% of the population is also the fattest. It's the first time in human history. <laughs> you know what happened to the poorest people before capitalism came around? They starved to death. Okay, I will do an entire episode on the morality of capitalism and how truly unspeakably evil, nihilistic, vindictive, and patronizing the entire premise of socialism is, and that it is mutually exclusive to be for the downtrodden and to be simultaneously for Marxism, and that to hold such an abhorrent belief reveals such an astounding lack of even the most cursory understanding of the 20th century and basic economic principles that it's almost miraculous that you have the mental faculties to have survived long enough to, to listen to this podcast. 
So I do commend you for that. But that's my very quick stance, just an overview of of capitalism and why um, you know I see it as such a positive. Okay, and as you can see, it's something I feel rather strongly over. And even still, if you were to spend an entire hour lecturing me on the evils of capitalism and how Adam Smith, Milton Friedman, Murray Rothbard, Ludwig von Mises, my heroes, are all a bunch of rapacious slime balls. If you spend an hour attacking the idea of capitalism in those men, all right, and I was to take that as an attack on my identity, then I would have to have the emotional maturity and the cognitive function of a prenatal infant. My family should ostracize me for such a reaction. I mean, I can't even imagine being so empty inside that I would get upset over an opinion of an idea or a stranger that I found displeasing. I mean, <laughs> what's it like being that lame? Seriously, I would, I would love to know what it's like to be you. Just that I can know firsthand how pathetic of an existence is possible within the confines of human life. I and mean, this is just remarkable stuff. So that's what I mean when I say that people are sovereign. So stop being so emotional and have a rational conversation. You are an individual, so act like one. So in that spirit, I want to remind you that as a sovereign individual, you are not bound to any tribe or any collective ideology. Okay, You do not have to bow to the mob. It is okay to express skepticism at something millions of people seem to be taking at face value. People act in their own self-interest, always. And I think that's a good thing, by the way. I'm a huge fan of Ayn Rand, who really popularized the philosophy of moral objectivism and, and egoism, which is basically that you know, the best way for society to work is for everyone to act out of their own self-interest. Right? One of the clearest examples of this is um, an Adam, uh, Adam Smith quote where he said, It is not from the benevolence of the butcher, the brewer, or the baker that we expect our dinner, but from their regard to their own self-interest. All right? And even in the case of like charity, you could, you could argue that it, uh, it at least makes you feel good or it makes the world that you live in a, a slightly better place for you uh, when you promote goodness and, and help the needy like that. But by and large, everyone is acting out of their own self-interest, not altruism. And once you realize that, not only will it make you feel justified or more normal for your own selfishness, but it will also give you a much clearer understanding of the world around you and why people and companies behave the way that they do. All right. This is this is honestly one of the first steps to getting red-pilled. All right. Red-pilled is uh, this metaphor that's kind of coming out now that Elon Musk talked about it. Um, it's a metaphor from the Matrix where Nero offers Keanu Reeves the blue pill or the red pill, right? And the blue pill means that he can forget everything he just saw and he can go back to living in this blissful ignorance of the world, not understanding the forces at play and just take everything at face value. Or he can take the red pill, which would show you the real truth behind everything. All right, and it's it's often mistaken as like a Republican thing, but it's really not. It's about waking up to the absolute depravity of the establishment politicians and the malfeasance of the corporate press and just the deception and lies of the most powerful people and groups in the world. All right, so one of the first steps to being red pilled is accepting this concept of egoism that everyone is looking out for themselves always. And once you realize this, you'll stop getting duped so easily. So during the first round of protests uh, in Minneapolis, this is so amazing, people tore up the target, 
And it was this big story like, you know, oh, my God, why are you tearing up the, the a company everyone loves? It hasn't killed anybody. This is ridiculous. Well, the Target CEO came out and said that he had no problem with the rioting or the looting and that he could easily rebuild his store. You know, but we couldn't rebuild dead black bodies. And so it gets these glowing reviews from everyone. And the first reaction is, wow, see, people are more important than things. The looting is clearly justified. We're not hurting anyone's livelihoods here. We're just starting some fires. That's it. And, you know, definitely two thumbs up to the Target CEO for being on the side of black people and for civil rights and for standing up for what's right. All right. It gets over one million hits on Twitter. And wow, what a great guy, that CEO. Okay, well, did you even consider the possibility that he could be lying to you? I mean, what an amazing opportunity for some good PR. I mean, this guy is one of the richest people to have ever walked the face of the earth. You think one store is going to hurt him with this kind of PR reaction? No, it's going to hurt the mom and pop shop down the street who he just gave you permission to burn down. Because remember, people are more important than things. What, what are you, a racist? Do you not get it? All right, so now he can march in after all the smoke clears, throw some chump change into rebuilding his store, and steal all the customers from the local shops who will never reopen. All right, and he's acting, he's acting out of his own self-interest, and you fell for it. You took the bait. Millions of likes on Twitter this thing got. Millions of people thought, saw that and didn't even think to dig a little deeper. Okay, this is one such example. I'm telling you, once I wake you guys up, you will see a whole new world out there. I see this stuff every single day now. It's incredible, all right? Which is why I was able to see from the very get-go that something is a little fishy about this whole Donate to Black Lives Matter campaign, all right? The left is so amazing at wordplay, and, and you always have to be cognizant of this, okay? I mean, who, who with a pulse... And above a third grade reading level would would disagree that black lives matter. Okay, besides, you know, a couple thousand Klansmen running around the, the woods in Kentucky with their cousin wives and their three-eyed radioactive babies. But of your normal working class people, who would disagree that black lives matter? Or who would disagree with progressivism? Right? You don't like progress? Well, uh, progress towards what? Socialism? Cause uh hell no. You know, or, or who could disagree with something called planned parenthood? You don't want people to, to be able to plan their lives and when they want to become parents? So, you know, just always be careful of wordplay. Remember, they're working in their own self-interest as well. Okay, so Black Lives Matter, the organization, capital BLM, not lowercase, capital, they know this. And so does the left. Everyone's watching right now. People are losing their jobs for tweets that are deemed insensitive. People's businesses are being actively destroyed by left-wing mobs who don't kiss the feet of the organization. And, and let me be the first to tell you here, in no way do I support the organization Black Lives Matter, capital BLM, all right? If it was just a campaign to rectify some of the historical injustices perpetrated at black, black people's expense, okay, then yeah, I'm on board. But you can agree with the fact the blacks have gotten royally screwed over in this country for centuries. And go back to the last episode if you want to hear my case on how even just not being able to pass on generational wealth through land and home ownership, which was overtly and legally impeded by the government, big banks all the way up until the 60s, which is one person ago. I mean, even just that part is enough evidence to show that black Americans have been getting the shit into the stick for quite some time. But you can agree with that and be against BLM. 
Okay, so I agree with that sentiment, but I'm being told that not sending a portion of my paycheck to BLM, like I'm tithing to the church and repentance of my sins, illustrates that I'm a racist. Need I remind you that Al Sharpton started a charity to help black people and then paid himself $1 million a year with that money? (laughs) That's amazing. So do not act like you can just send money to these big organizations and it goes exactly where you intend. Okay, that's number one. But also, not only is BLM openly Marxist, right, several of the leaders have admitted this recently on various podcasts just this week, right, which certainly puts them in some pretty incredible company. I mean, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, Castro, Che Guevara, just to name a few. But they're also spearheading, spearheading this whole defund the police thing. All right. And listen, I already told you I am down with massive police reform and demilitarization of the police. But what these guys need is more funding, not less. They need more training to handle situations nonviolently. Okay, you start cutting salaries and decreasing their training budget. Let me tell you who that's going to hurt most. Because it ain't going to be these Hollywood celebrities or your New York Times journalists pushing this stuff on you. It's going to be poor black neighborhoods riddled with violent crime. I think there's definitely value in the argument that not every situation warrants someone showing up with a gun. Okay, but I just haven't heard any viable solutions here from the defund or abolish the police crowd that I don't foresee ending in disaster. I mean, just look at Chicago. Okay, last year in 2019, in the entire country, there were nine unarmed black men killed killed by the police. Okay, six of them were actively fighting the officer when killed. But nonetheless, nine tragedies, nine lives cut short. I know it's hard to believe when you got LeBron James and Don Lemon telling you that everyone that that black people are just being mowed down in the streets like some sort of genocide. But still, nine kills last year. We shouldn't we shouldn't downplay that. Okay, but coincidentally, that is the same number of black men murdered in Chicago over the last 48 hours. Okay, and you want to defund the police? That's your first step in this kind of environment? You don't think we should fix the schools first? Or incentivize marriage so that we can try to make a dent in the 75% of black homes that are currently fatherless? Or maybe make a better business environment so that companies can come in and hire some of these young black men in the streets? Give them a job? I mean, how many manufacturing plants do you think are chomping at the bit right now to build a factory in Minneapolis who just disbanded their police force? I mean, do you understand how many jobs are going to be lost on that issue alone? Who would do that? I mean, who would invest hundreds of thousands of dollars opening a business in an area without a damn police force? Okay, nobody. That's who. You want to help poor black people? Let's reform the police, not defund it, okay? And another thing, everyone is just shouting, you know, go vote, go win at the polls. You know what to do. Well, Sean King, of all people, I cannot believe I'm agreeing with him. Sean King came out and said via Twitter to stop telling black people generically to go out and vote. And he pointed out that the city's having the biggest problems right now are these deep blue cities who haven't had a Republican in charge for decades. All right, don't sit there and act like I'm a show for Republicans either, okay? I'm way, way, way right of the Republican Party as far as size of government. I and mean, these people love big government. 
and war and mass incarceration and crony capitalism, which is arguably worse than Mark than Marxism. But listen, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit, Minneapolis, Baltimore, these cities are solidly blue and have been for quite some time. They got the lowest literacy rates, the lowest graduation rates, the highest violent crime numbers, the highest incarceration numbers, the strictest gun control measures, the highest taxes, strict minimum wage laws. I I can go all day. These are progressive paradises, and they are absolute hellholes. Every single one of them, all indisputable. Okay, so yeah, fine, go vote. But don't act like just throwing some commie in office is going to fix all your issues. Chicago has had a liberal mayor, a liberal city council, a liberal district attorney, a liberal police chief. They got a higher murder rate than Iraq. Okay? And <laughs> well, let me tell you from firsthand experience, you want a job done right, a liberal is about the last person you need to call. Okay? These people are not exactly keen on working or punctuality or physical labor for that matter. Or, <laughs> or taking a joke, which is why you're all snarling right now. I love you guys. But seriously. I mean, you, you want yourself a life-size water paint and a Stevie freaking wonder. Yeah, call you up a liberal. You, you want a lesson on barefoot rock climbing or scavenging the recycling bin for art supplies. That's your man, okay? <laughs> it ever occur to you why these guys can protest 50,000 strong on a Tuesday afternoon? I mean, hello? Anybody got a damn job around here? Okay. These are the people who have set up these new autonomous zones popping up everywhere. Antifa's taken over little pods in these liberal strongholds like Seattle and Portland, declaring themselves a new country, and people are just freaking out. And I'm like, I mean, why are we even talking about these freaks? Let them have it. I have already explained to you in vivid detail that outside of Minecraft and Dance Dance Revolution, they have no life-sustaining skills. Okay, they can't hunt. They can't fish. They can't grow food. They have abysmal testosterone levels, so it's not like we got to worry about them spawning. I mean, most of them can't even go outside. Their skin is so pale. It's it, it, it's almost translucent. I'm serious. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's devoid of all vitamins. It's sick. These people are sickly. I told you, they've been eating Cheetos and Pop-Tarts for decades. And these are bottom feeders. Sewer rats. So if we don't pay them any mind, they will wither up and finally be forced to confront the fact that LARPing in their mom's basement for the last 15 years, and while they try to find themselves, is probably what's holding them back. But what do I know? Anyways, that's all I've got, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next time on Necessary Evil, where people are sovereign, where all government measure is enforced by the point of gun, and where state power is in direct conflict with individual liberty. Thanks a lot.